With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to a Victory Monday edition of Chargers Lately. As always, I am your host, Michael Peterson, and I am ecstatic. I'm excited. I am stoked, but not 100% any of those things, because even after a win, the Chargers did win in the manner that they did. It was a 16-13 victory, last second win over the Bengals that didn't involve the Chargers hitting a last second field goal or the Chargers scoring a last-second touchdown, they won essentially because Randy Bullock, the Cincinnati kicker, pushed right the game-tying field goal and somehow also hurt his leg at the same time, just to kind of add insult to injury. But nonetheless, the Chargers won. It wasn't pretty, but an ugly win counts the same as a blowout. A pretty win, whatever you want to call it, all means the same in the win column. So, Let's get into the game a little bit, kind of go over how everyone performed. Uh, Let's start with the Chargers, obviously. Tyrod Taylor finished 16 of 30 for 208 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, essentially no turnovers of any kind. And that's essentially what we hoped to get from Tyrod Taylor, right? But at the same time, even though he doesn't turn the ball over that much, he didn't risk it too much and I mean he did throw a couple deep passes but unfortunately the majority of those deep passes were not even in the vicinity of the receiver whether it was Hunter Henry in a corner route Mike Williams on a go route although he did hit Williams a couple times there were a few bad misses and in general 
it just didn't look like he was on the right page with a lot of his receivers down the field. I mean, there's a difference between getting the right read, making it, pulling the trigger, and hitting a wide open receiver, you know, at the intermediate or deep level, right? But this was throwing it up to Mike Williams and hoping he makes the play for you. Essentially, it's not a good play for Tyrod as much as it is a great play for, for Mike Williams. So at the end of the day, he was just a hair over 50% completion percentage for 208 yards and again, no scores. The only touchdown of the day for the Chargers came from rookie running back Josh Kelly, who finished with 12 carries for 60 yards and the lone score. He got the bulk of the carries for at least opposite of Austin Eckler in the second half because of a quad injury uh, that Justin Jackson sustained. Not sure how he's looking right now, if he's going to be potentially back in the lineup for week two against the Chiefs. But all I know is no matter what happens, I think Josh Kelly earned some increased snaps and an increased role in this offense. Starting running back Austin Eckler, 19 carries, 84 yards, decent 4.4 yards per carry for Eck. Not a bad job, but here's the craziest thing. And again, I think, you know, this comes down to Rivers loving his scat backs and loving dumping it off to his running back underneath. But Tyrod Taylor targeted uh, Austin Eckler just a few times. And actually, just once, he caught a, a one pass for three yards. One target for Eckler. And this is a game where the Chargers were down quite a bit. Yeah, it wasn't like super late. They were holding on to a lead late. So it's not like they were needing to march down the field to... Uh, you know, score, tie it up. So there's where a lot of Eckler's targets come from. But still, he's the number one running back in this offense, and he's not just a running back, right? Like a, a standard rushing only. That guy catches passes. He caught a ton last season, 993 yards receiving last season. But for whatever reason, it just wasn't in the game script. And at the same time, I don't think Tyrod's registering or wired that way to look for Eckler, especially when he's getting pressure in his face. There were a couple times I did just rewatch the game where Eckler should have been dumped off too, um, but he decided to chuck it down to Mike Williams on a third and four for some reason. It was just kind of mind-blowing to me. Hopefully they can get that righted. Uh, as far as leading receivers for the Chargers, Hunter Henry led them in catches and yards with five for 73. Mike Williams, four catches for 69 yards. Keenan Allen with also four catches, but only took it for 37 yards. And then Guyton, Green, and Eckler with their one catch alone. Defensively, Casey Hayward led the team with 12 total tackles, all solo tackles. So quite the day for Hayward. He did have two pass breakups. Looked really good shadowing A.J. Green. Um, you know, whether or not he sold it a little bit in the end zone at the end of the game for that offensive uh, pass interference, which I think they got the call right with his extended arm by Green. Um, does not matter. He played wonderfully. Kenneth Murray Jr., the rookie, started at middle linebacker in this one, finished with eight total tackles. I thought he did solid. It's not like he he let up a big player, did anything bad, right? Like he did exactly what he needed to do. And the only thing missing was potentially a big play in some way. Joey Bosa finished with five, one sack, two tackles for loss. And then they also got sacks from Uchenna Nwosu and Jerry Tillery, of all people, which is phenomenal to see from Tillery. He did look good. He was getting a lot more pressure on a consistent basis in this one with his increased snap load. Um, with rotation, you know, with Justin Jones, um, I thought it was great, man. Even the backups, when Bosa and Ingram were out and Nwosu and, and Rochelle were in there along with Tillery and Damian Square, they were still getting after the quarterback pretty well. Great job by them. Special teams-wise, Joe Reed had a 46-yard kickoff, his one and only of the game. Huge, huge deal for the rookie. I thought it was great. Unfortunately, the Chargers weren't able to turn it into anything, which is a huge bummer. But if that's something that Chargers fans can look forward to, 
Uh, I think that's amazing. That's exactly why they drafted him. Um, and just a solid pick, at least early on, for Joe Reed. Let's see. Desmond King only returned two punts for seven yards. Michael Badgley was three of four on field goals with a long of 43. I believe he did miss a 50 or 51-yard field goal. Understandable, but let's you know kind of shore that up because otherwise the game wouldn't have been nearly as close at the end, I think. Um, other than that, Ty Long, five punts, 48.8-yard average, one inside the 20. Good deal by him. Now, looking at the Bengals, Joe Burrow could have had a much better debut, but the Chargers defense had other plans. The The rookie ended up completing 23 of 36 passes for 193 and one really ill-advised pick by Melvin Ingram. Forgot to mention that. Chargers only pick of the day came from Melvin Ingram on a screen pass where essentially he was hooking Giovanni Bernard with one arm and Burrow still decided to try to pitch it to him before he was taken to the ground and Ingram corralled it with one hand. It was beautiful and it was like exactly what you'd expect from King Mel, you know? Just an incredible play, do-it-everything kind of guy, King Mel. Uh, rushing, the Chargers, man, that rushing defense looked a lot better. And yeah, the offensive line for the Bengals isn't good. But Mixon had a good season last year. And, and they held him to only 69 yards on 19 carries. That's a 3.6 average. His longest run went for 14. Big deal there. Joe Burrow, 8 carries for 46 yards and that one touchdown, which is a 23-yard QB draw. Honestly, just the best play you could possibly have at that moment, I'll be totally honest. They spread him out four wide, five wide, whatever it was. And he, he was really smart the way he used his center as a lead blocker. Nasir Adderley, unfortunately, took a really bad angle on that one. Like, really bad. The fact that he would get caught up on the block between Rayshon and the center. Just a bad look overall. But that was the, the Cincinnati, like, lone touchdown of the game. And then Bernard won for seven. Uh, Receiving-wise, A.J. Green, first game in over two years. He had nine targets, but just caught five of them for 51 yards, no scores. C.J. Ozoma, excuse me, four catches, 45 yards. Tyler Boyd, four catches, 33 yards. I mean, they did a really good job in this one of really limiting the entire offense. Yeah, they they play a bend but don't break defense, uh, which can be really frustrating because, as you saw near the end of this game, the Bengals almost came down and not only got in position to kick a game tying field goal. But they literally almost scored to win the whole thing. And I don't think that should ever happen. But when you're smart like the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, which I believe is head coach Zach Taylor, you play the kind of offense that you take what you get, short curls, little crossing out routes. Like It was way too easy for the Chargers to, or at least for the Bengals to march downfield, and the Chargers needed to make it a lot harder on them. Uh, defensively, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, led their team in tackles with 12. They got sacks from Josh Bynes. And I want to say Carl Lawson. So just two sacks on Tyrod Taylor, which isn't, again, the end of the world with an offensive line that could be better, was missing two starters. But overall, I thought the offensive line for the Chargers actually did a really, really, really good job. I actually got to give them props on the, on the watch through again. Sam Tevy, not nearly as bad as you would expect him to look. Brian Bulaga, obviously big free agent signing, did an excellent job in pass protection as well. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
But let's just look at the overall game. 16 to 13, like I said, Chargers barely got away in this one. The offense was, for lack of a better word, tough to watch. And I say that because there was a lot of hype around Tyrod Taylor, right? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest and say that I was kind of a part of it. I called him Ty God Taylor. I was really excited for what he could do. I thought he was good in Buffalo, good enough, and, and with such a much more talented weapon set, you know, skill players around him, it's the best he's ever had. And, you know, this offense looked every bit of a team that didn't have any preseason reps against other teams. It looked jumbled at times. Uh, when it came to, like, the zone read runs, which is, you know, a new wrinkle brought in because they have Tyrod Taylor and other mobile quarterbacks, they looked jumbled. Like, most teams who do those zone reads, like with Lamar, with Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, there's something about them that those offensive lines just know how to do it a bit better. And obviously, this is like a first-time thing for some of these Chargers offensive linemen, right? Like, they've never done it before. They've never had to with Phillip Rivers um, behind them. But it just looked not too good. And then one of the biggest things, and Anthony Lynn talked about it in his post-game uh, chat with the team. We got a little bit of a video of it on the Chargers social media. But he was basically saying that I'll be damned if we get stopped on you know fourth and short near the goal line or just in general again twice in a game right like he this is a guy that if you remember rookie season well his rookie season with the team first year with the being the head coach of the chargers where he flexed at his team showed him the double guns and basically told him to man up and get in the damn end zone and i don't think they did at that time maybe they did um i might be thinking of a different game but the point is Anthony Lynn is a guy where it's fourth and short, fourth and inches, doesn't matter. I don't care. He doesn't care. He wants his team to get the damn yards. QB sneak, halfback dive, I don't care if the defense knows it's coming. Be able to get the damn yards you need to extend the drive, to score the touchdown, to essentially finish out these games. And, and that's one of the things Lynn pressed on a lot in the locker room after the game was close out the damn game if we have a shot to close out the game. It's as simple as that, you know, and honestly, it's, it's probably harder said than done. This is the National Football League. I get it. But again, these are all professional athletes who are paid millions of dollars to do this occasionally, you know, just get the damn yards. Um, and hopefully they can show a little bit more of that against the Chiefs. We'll see if they get Pouncey back. We'll see if they get Turner back. I think Turner is probably more likely to return in this one. Um We'll see about Pouncey, man. That's a hip injury. That's something that's been bothering him since Miami. He played all 16 games in 2018. He played most of the games last year, and he probably would have played all the games if he didn't have the neck injury. So for these hip problems to come back up, at least you know the way they are this year, two years removed from Miami, that's a really tough look. Um, but we can only hope for the best and hope you know starting tomorrow and through the week we see him participating a bit more in practice. But uh, time will tell on that one. Um, I'm going to have my surgeon static, surge or static, pardon me, article up here soon where I basically discuss, it's a weekly thing I do after the game. I name, you know, two or three players that I think with their play surged forward, I guess. You know, these are electrical puns. We are the Chargers, obviously, sue me. Um, so play that made them, you know, they improved on their play, they surged forward, right? Or guys who stayed static. So whether they didn't do anything to impress or 
if anything, they went backwards, right? Staticker went backwards with their play against the Bengals. I will have that up later today. Um, again, guys, it's Victory Monday. Uh, I really can't complain. A win is a win. You take them... You take him how you can get him, as Tyrod Taylor said after the game as he was running back to the locker room. I mean, a W is a W, and I honestly couldn't be more ecstatic to start the season with a W. And a fun fact that I saw today on Good Morning Football this morning, it showed the worst win percentages for teams since the start of 2019 in games, in one possession games. And the Chargers are 3-9 and nine in one possession games since the start of 2019. And what's crazy about that is that means that included last, you know, yesterday's win. And so they were two and nine prior to winning yesterday at Cincinnati in one possession game since the start of last season. That is something that I don't want to see. I mean, that was the big difference, right, in 2019 between them being a pretty good team and a 5-11 and 11 team. And this is something that the Chargers have been dealing with since the Mike McCoy days. If you look at Mike McCoy's record in one-score games, it was absolutely and utterly horrendous. I don't really want to ever go back to that. I would like to be a team that can close out the the, the close ones uh, more often than not. I would like this team to be maybe a squad that can win by you know double digits against some of the worst teams in the league. I know the Bengals were a little underrated, but uh, you know against maybe the Jaguars and some teams like that, maybe win by a couple more points than just three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, that would be absolutely wonderful, but you know, time will tell with this. They're gonna they're gonna work on a ton of things, as Anthony Lynn said. They have so much to improve on, and they're going to have to improve on quite a few things by a lot if they're gonna want to run with this Kansas City Chiefs team next Sunday. And it's also gonna be their first game in SoFi Stadium, so I would like them to at least play somewhat competitively against this team that, quite frankly, may run the gambit or close to it because they looked almost unstoppable especially with their new rookie running back Clyde Edwards Alaire but that's going to be for uh, the podcast later this week before we get into that too much and last but not least we have to touch on the Drew Tranquil injury I probably should have touched on it earlier in the podcast but <laughs> apparently I've already repressed it so far in my mind it didn't even come to to me before you know we're 14 15 16 minutes into this podcast Five plays into the game against the Bengals, Drew Tranquil went down with what looks to be a broken ankle. I think it was confirmed it was broken ankle, and it was just tough, man. Five plays into the first game, a couple plays before he had just uh, made a good stop on a, a flat route to a running back while he was still engaged with a blocker. Like He made a good play. I think he made another one early on. And then what ended up happening, if you guys didn't see it or haven't really gone back to, to replay it, I, I'm sure you don't want to, but he was strafing to his left because they were setting up a screen pass. Um, Burrow threw it to the running back on his right side. And essentially what happened was right before he was going to engage with the offensive lineman as the lead blocker, um, he slipped and you saw his foot tweak, you know, out to the side where, you know, you normally expect a rolled ankle to look like. And then the offensive lineman flattened Tranquil. Of course he did. So it did not look good. And start to finish, it didn't look great whatsoever. They ended up bringing the cart out, threw him in an air cast, put him on the cart. He was hiding tears. And it was the look of someone who obviously knows he's not coming back anytime soon. So five plays into the first game of the year, 
they lost another starting defender on this defense. So make that Derwin James and now Drew Tranquil, who will likely be out for the rest of the season. In his place, Nick Vigil was the starter. I thought Vigil did a pretty good job. I would like him to be a little more assertive at the point of attack, where instead of wrapping up Joe Mixon for a one-yard gain, um, or like, no, that's what I want him to do, excuse me, wrap Joe Mixon up for a one-yard gain and not let him drag you four or five more yards for a much bigger run than, than needed at that point. Um, Happened a couple times. He's not going to be like a run defending linebacker. He's more of a weak side backer like Tranquil was. I just think Tranquil was a little bit better in the run game. But Nick Vigil is going to be just as athletic side to side. I think he's going to be just fine if he continues to kind of get that snap load. Or maybe they put Kaiser White or Denzel Perryman there. I'm not entirely sure, but the Chargers will figure it out. It's such a bad loss. We were all rooting for Tranquil all offseason. We all knew he was going to take a step forward, be one of the best defenders on this team. And what rotten luck five snaps into this game. Just tough, tough all the way around. Um, but on that unfortunate negative note, that is the end of this episode, guys. Really hope you enjoyed it. I will be back later this week for my preview of the Chiefs game, um, where I will go over everything you need to know prior to that matchup and, and give you my honest opinion on whether or not it is a realistic game to win, if they're able to shore some things up. Time's going to tell on that one. Guys, if you do not follow me on Twitter yet, go ahead and find me at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. You can find all my written work at boltsfromtheblue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. Uh, we have a lot of fun there, do a lot of good work. Hope you guys join us over there. With that being said, I'll talk to you later this week, guys. Go Bolts.